महागणपत नम प्रणोदेवी सरस्वती वाजेवाजिनीवती धीनामित्रवतू आनो दिवो बृहत पर्वता सरस्वती यदता गंतु यंसहंसा विमे परमहंसा धीमह तन्नो हंस प्रचोदयात ओं भूर्भुव सुव ओं नम शंभवे चयो भवे च नम शंकराय च मयस्कराय च नम शिवाय च शिवतराय चहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीरकै तेजस्वी नवधीतमस्तुमाषाधिषाषाषाषंदो विश्वूप छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्रो मेधया स्पृणोत अमृत सेवधारणो भूयासम शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यारी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पिता श्रुत मे गोपाय ओं शाति 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 रुद्रप्रश्न नमो भगवते रुद्रा ओं नमस्ते रुद्रमनव उतोत इशवे नम नमस्ते अस्तु धन्वने बाहुभ्यामुतते नम यात इशु शिवतमा शिव बभूवते धनु शिवा शरभ्यातवतया नो रुद्रमृया या ते रुद्र शिवा तनूर घोरा पाप काशिनी तया नुवाशंतमया गिरीशंताशी यामिशुंगिशंतस्तेभ्यस्तवे शिवांगिरीतांकुरुमासीषंजगत शिव न वचसा ता गिरीशाच्छावदी यहाजगद यक्ष्मुम सुमना असत अध्यवोचदिवक्ता प्रथमो दैव्योभक अहिगुश्चर्वाजंभयर्वाश्च या तो धान्य 
असोयस्ताम्रो अरुण उत बभ्रुस्सु मंगल ये चेमागुम रुद्र अभितो दिक्षुश्रिता सहस्रशो वैशागुम हेड ईमहे असो यो वसर्पति नीलग्रीवो विलोहित उतैनंगोपा अदृशन्नदृशन्नुदहार्क्य उतैनं विश्वा भूता निसदृष्टो मृडयातिन नमो अस्तु नीलग्रीवाय सहस्राक्षाय मीदुषे अथो ये अस्य सत्वा नोहंते भ्योकरन नमह प्रमुंच धन्वनस्त्व मुभयोर्रात्नियोर्ज्याम याश्चते हस्त इशवफ्पराता भगवोवपा अवदत्य धनुस्त्वगुम सहस्राक्षशते शुधे निशीर्य शल्याना मुखा शिवोन सुमना भवा विज्यंदनुक्क पर्दिनो विशल्यो बाणवागुम उता अनेशन्नस्येशव आभुरस्य निशंगति ही याते हेतिर मीडुष्ट महस्ते भभूवते दनू तयास्मान विश्वतस्त्वमयक्ष्मया परिभुज नमस्ते अस्त्वायुधाया नातताय दृष्णवे उभाभ्यामुतते नमो बाहुभ्यांत वधन्वने परिते धन्वनो हेति रस्मान विनक्तु विश्वतह अथोय इशुधिस्तवारे अस्मन्निदे हितं शंभवे नमह नमस्ते अस्तु भगवन विश्वेश्वराय महादेवाय त्रिम्बकाय त्रिपुरांतकाय त्रिकाग्निकालाय कालाग्निरुद्राय नीलकंठाय मृत्युंजयाय सर्वेश्वराय सदाशिवाय श्रीमन महादेवाय नमः ओम आप्यायन्तु ममांगानि वाक्प्राणश्चक्षुश्रोत्रमधो बलमिंद्रियाणि च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्मोपनिषदं नाहं ब्रह्मनिराकुग्या मामा ब्रह्मनिराकरोत अनिराकरणमस्त्वनिराकरणमेस्तु तदात्मनि निरते य उपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मै संतु ते मै संतु ओम शांत शांत शांति हरि ओम वेलकम एवरीबॉडी फॉर टुडेज सेशन ऑन द केनो उपनिषद व्हिच विल बी कंडक्टेड बाय ओरबिंजी द एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ द मंत्रास एंड the direct meaning of the mantras will be elaborated and the effort will be to dive deeper into the speculation and the contemplation on the nature of who am i and this question which recently is very popular has been made by ramana maharshi the question of self inquiry of who am i this upanishad takes that same strain of thought and it begins with the keneshitam kena ishitam that is by what by whom is that senses undergoing a state called patati that is going towards its object what is it that impels the mind what it is that impels the prana what it is that impels the intelligence 
This way, the question of what it is arrives at the answer of who am I? And that is why this profundity of this uh, Keno Upanishad is seen by the subject content that will be taken up by Aurobindji with the next six verses today. And uh, I request you all, if there are any questions that would come up, uh, you could write it down. And after the uh, discourse, you can come up and we'll uh, discuss it in the sense you can ask Aurobindji the questions and there can be clarifications. And as usual, I make this announcement that if anybody here has any sort of uh, discussion uh, uh, that they want to engage in, uh, where they want to put their views, then I suggest that you just wait for some time because after this room is over, we'll be opening another room in from the same club, Jataveda, Life and Beyond, and there we can have open discussions. Let's just restrict this uh, to only question and answers and then give uh, a break for Aurobindji and then we can have discussions in the next. So with this introduction, I request Aurobindji to uh, begin with today's auspicious study of the Kino Upanishad. Thank you. Thank you, Prasad. Thank you for your invocation and the introduction. <clears throat> Om Namo Brahma Divyo, Brahma Vidya Sambradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsharishibhyo, Mahadhyo, Namo Guru Bhyaha, Shankaram Shankarachajim, Keshavam Badarayanam, Sutravashikratau Vande, Bhagavantau Punapunaha, Ishwaro Guru Ratmeti, Murti Veda Vibhagine, Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Dekshina Mutaye Namaha. In the Wednesday's class, we touched upon the introduction, which gives us that Keno Upanishad, even though it is one of the shortest next to Mundaga, is the shortest of the one of the very brief Upanishad. It has got to ask the two parts, the first two is highly metaphysical and inquiry nature type. And the second and, and the third and fourth is more for meditation and contemplation with, with uh, you know, guidance using different metaphors and which we can hold on to. For those who are not able to take their inquisitive mind in the analytical way the Upanishad Paramakarunika is the, the Upanishad is extremely benevolent for those who are looking for the truth so if you can't understand it with, uh, with the logic then there is also a method with which we can go into uh, meditation for which the third and fourth chapters are de dedicated to now, having said that, the very methodology of this Upanishad has been to analyze it one's own experience. Very few of us ever think about what is an experience itself. The nature of experience 
we are blessed with five sense organs of eyes, ears, touch, sense, smell, no, taste, and etc. But we engage in the world outside without even considering what is really happening in our engagement with the world outside or even within the within the individual itself when it happens within the mind as emotions, feelings and thoughts. Never we have bothered what is happening or why should it happen, what is, uh, what is the reason behind it or who is or what is the propelling force behind it. These are never asked by ordinary people. Here this Upanishad starts as the ninth chapter of the Samaveda where the previous chapter was, just previous chapter to this was discussing in detail about Upasana or Vedic Upasana whereby, you know, the meditation is considered to be the final goal for knowing the truth. But immediately following that, when these questions are being asked by the student, it is the same student who has been doing Upasana who is asking this question. So Shankara, when he is making his commentary as an introduction for this uh, Upanishad, he uses that Muntaka Upanishad mantra, Parishya Lokan Karma Jidan Brahmana Nirveda Maya, that mantra, that is having tried every means to know the the reality or the truth or what is the what is the reason or what is, that is why all these things are happening by doing yajna, dana, tapa, karma, upasana, everything they have tried out. Still they are not able to find an answer to it because there are two reasons for it. In the philosophical means it is called vastu tantra and purusha tantra means Purusha Tantra means it is a result of an effort. Purusha here means anybody who is doing that act achieves the result. It comes within the relevant, within the, within the matter or in the, or in the realm of Purusha Tantra, which includes all our sensory perceptions, our, you know, Sense organs and karmendriyas, jnanendriya and karmendriya, whenever they bring any final result, it is considered as purusha tantra. But in the, in the world itself, there is something called vastu tantra. Now vastu tantra, the term is indicating as that, as it is. An object as it is. It it will never change in any conditions that the fire will be always fire, water will be always water. Like that any object in its own nature, natural pristine state, how it exhibits itself is called a Vastu Tandra. Now, the knowledge of one's own self is categorized into that because of one reason. Those who have done the inquiry into themselves, they found that 
from the time i born till date or even till the time i die the self which i identify as my own i am that the amness or the iness whichever way you want to say that that he is neither going through any modification no type of vikaras no type of decrease in the you know the the perception or the understanding of the time it has been there the i as i has been always there as they so therefore the atman or the self also is considered as one of the vastu tantra now whether the vastu tantra and purusha tantra and the ultimate stage whether it is valid or not we will see it as the upanishad proceeds so driven by this enquiries on to the experience what is the nature of experience why experience at all why the world is object is different and i am different from the object and why should there be a connection between the object and myself and what is the driving force for me to perceive means even sense organs are different sense organs are driving to different aspects of the object but within myself i have a holistic experience of the whole, total total aspect of it of the object outside now who brings all these thing into unity of a total experience within myself in my mind all these are questions which only a serious seeker who wants to know himself will venture into find out because he is not happy with his experiences and the world outside because he is saying that sarvam anityam everything is going through change and they are not permanent in nature but i am the observer and who has been not changing i am the one who is observing these changes so there is something which is unchanging which i should find out because this is the nature of our own reality just as i said i said vastu tantra the nature cannot be changed of an object unknowingly or knowingly we are all driven by that but we are confused and deluded by our own identity as to who we are so when we are trying to acquire land property or kingdom or all those type of things what is actually happening is because we want to expand in our own idea as to who we are what what we are from the individual body level to the owning the house to the owning to the, to become a society social animal to the country to, and beyond and then now man is going even beyond the planet to know what it is this driven forces is basically because of the infinitude is the reality within ourselves that infinitude is the reason why we are being propelled to find out the infinity of everything so we try to encompass everything into our own infinitude nature not realizing that what is infinitude need not be looked outside because what you look outside are not infinite in nature we also have 
something called what is in our own nature, what is called permanency or eternal aspect of our own living. That's why every day we have a unknowingly we are planning for tomorrow. That tomorrow is definitely going to be there for me. That tomorrow is not going to be there is not ever thought by anybody. This is because again the nature of our own real self. But we are not aware that why we are so sure that tomorrow is there. We plan for tomorrow or we plan for so many things in, in future. Because future, I anticipate and I am expecting that future will be there with me all the time because of my own nature. But what is that nature, we don't know. The glimpses of that is propelling us to do planning for tomorrow or future. Same the glimpse of that, the vastness or the anantata or the infinitude of nature of it is making us to aggrandize our own things. So with all those things, a true seeker of the Upanishad, he is now fed up of looking world outside. He wants to know the source from where all these things are happening. So he goes to the Guru or the preceptor who is not interested in the world outside and he is happy within himself. He is not worried about what happens to the world outside or what is temptation, what is happening outside. He is busy or he is engrossed in himself. So a person who is engrossed himself definitely should be knowing what it is or what from where it is all coming. So the the seeker goes to such a person and asks the first question. Kena ishitam pratati prekshitam manaha. Kena, by what or by whom? Ishitam, ishtam, or by whose desire or whose will? Patati, manaha, mind falls on the world of objects outside. As if preshitam, as if prakarshena ishtam. From special force of or drag on the mind is appear to be happening because of which my mind is getting engaged in the world outside. Same is the case with Kena Prana Pradama Praiti Yuktaha. In the first mandra, again it says that. This prana within my, which I am breathing day in and day out, who is asking it to work 365 days and two, year after year, day after day, month after month, moment after moment. Unstoppingly it is working. And who is this Praiti Yuktaha? And it is the one which is binding me to this body. Kene Shidam Vacham Imam Bhatanti. These words which I am asking you, oh sir, is definitely coming not because of my desire. The words are coming because of a force within which me is created the desire to ask this question. And how am I saying that? 
why the sound is being produced from my throat and i am able to tell talk words which have meanings or you are we are able to communicate there is some seems something to be whether it is the language known to human beings or the animals they communicate between themselves the nature seems to be communicating itself so sound is communicating to itself in using it chakshushotram kahu devo yunakti chakshu means eyes shrotram means ears kahu deva which deva or which force dyotana deva what is that which is having that light or the energy or the power to unite the senses which are coming from the eyes and the ears so that i get a total picture totality of an object outside or an experience of the outside even though the world outside is being perceived by my eyes there are places where i see it where i can't see it there are sound which i can hear which i can't hear it but when i'm hearing a sound i am not only hearing the sound i am able to even identify to the object with a name and form from where the sound is coming so there is somebody in my within myself who is creating this unity between the sound and the light or the sound and the form to give me a experience or a knowledge of an object outside please tell me sir sir i am not able to find out who is that or what is the reason behind which all these things are happening basically the question is that who am i the one who is seeing hearing touching tasting smelling and thinking menting and breathing and appear to be having life or prana and life itself what is this total experience of mind as mind which is which i call as me or i definitely it is not individual assemble, assemblage of eyes alone or ears alone or touch alone or mind alone or prana alone there is somebody who is sitting inside and or such within the body that is all i can say that because i am experiencing it through the body so here we should remember that example of katopanishad atmanam ritinam viddhi shariram ritamevaja buddhim tu saratim viddhi manapragrahamevaja indriyani hayanahu that shloka is basically the same question what here this question is indicating towards that so when this question is asked the teacher who is listening to this question he was driven to his own reality by this questions because this is how the question should happen and where you should land up ultimately these questions when you ask yourself you should be able to find the answer within yourself even though the questions were supposed to be extrovert in nature in the question in thing it is such an esoterical introverted question that each one of us should be asking in my experience am i aware of my experience or am i like a robot 
just driven by the sense organs. If it if it is liked, I go towards that. If it dislike, I go away from that. And why 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 am I living, or what is the purpose of my doing these things in my mind? I am dreaming. I am waking up. I am going to sleep. Who wakes me up from the sleep? Who pushes me to sleep? All these questions are coming when they hearing that the master who is been listening to the student. he is pushed into a meditation meditative mode and he that time gives an answer which is full of riddles because he is in that extreme ecstasy so words fail to bring out ecstasy when it is being expressed shrotrasya shotram manaso manoyat vachoha vacham sahu pranasya pranah chakshusha chakshu This is the first answer from the master, which itself doesn't make any sense. Shrotrasya Shrotram, it is the year of all the years. Manaso Mano, it is the mind of all mind. Vachoha Vacham, it is the word of all words. Pranasya Pranaha, it is that prana of the prana. Chakshusha Chakshu, eye of the eye. Then he says beyond that, Atimuchya Dira Pratyasman Loga Tamrdabhavan. We will come to that after understanding what does this statement mean by Shrotrasya Shrotram. We are listening to sound from the world outside. By when somebody is speaking or we are listening to a music, or some preceptor is talking to us or a teacher is telling us or our family members are talking or a child is speaking in so many places the sound is coming to us through the ears the sound per se is a vibration but when i'm hearing i am having an experience of knowledge the vibration of a sound which enters through my ears there is a creation of a knowledge in me which i am able to recollect as a memory and use it for my future same way when i am thinking in the mind the thoughts are being perceived by somebody inside that i am aware of my thoughts manaso mano so i so i am minding my own thoughts when the thoughts are happening i am aware of it when good thoughts come i am happy about it when bad thoughts come i am uh, agonized by that and the love hatred everything as in the form of thoughts are coming i am aware of it at the same time i do not segregate myself of that thoughts i become one with the thoughts and then i react with the thoughts as if they are me by the mind and that mind whatever is my coming to be is retorted or be reacted by the words which i speak when such emotions are coming in my mind but when that words are being spoken watch over watch them 
from where does that who is propelling that word how does that words come from my mind or who is producing that sound and to produce a sound i need air from the my lungs so prana which is there that definitely should be doing the job pranasya prana so when the prana not only it is breathing it is also asking allowing me to speak same is the case with the eyes chakshusha chakshu i am seeing the world of objects outside the objects are outside but the experience is within me if the experience have been i happening outside i should feel that i am there outside also definitely the object is outside the experience is inside me who is the one who is connecting these two so the second part of the mantra comes atimuchya dhira much datu much means to freedom free yourself atimuchya means extremely disassociating with all those things from the shrotra from the mana from the vak from the prana from the chakshu all those thing atimuchya freeing himself dheeraha the one who is dhimantaha he is also can be called courageous because we are not in a state ever to disassociate with our experiences we live because we feel that that is the experience of life and experiencing of continuous nature we call it as life living and here you are the the rishi says that atimuchya dira after having abandoned all those senses which are with which all those things which you asked me the question only when you leave them prati asmat lokat now lokat lokyate look is a sanskrit verb which is used for looking or perception it is the same word for lok look also might have come i don't know but lokyate is to see or to perceive or to experience the world outside therefore lokyate anena iti loka the one which is experienced or perceived is the world so pratya asmat lokat from this experiential world having detached himself of all experiences which is by through the sound the mind the breathing the the ears the all type of sensory and both internal and external there are world internal world outside external once you are detach yourself or dealing yourself from all those things amrita bhavanti he remains in a state of extreme immortality there there is no beginning no end so it is there is no death no birth to amrutatvam here what he means is that that oneness or loneliness whichever way you want to say that when there is nothing other than that 
when the world is of experience is not being there amrita bhavanti you feel as total freedom amrutatvam eva anandam when you are not delimited by anything other than that you become limitless that limitlessness is what we have a glimpse when we go into deep sleep when there is nothing for us to even know neither our sense organs of action nor the sense organs of uh, perception works there yet not even our mind and the idea that we are an individual works there when nothing is there that is the total state of limit unlimited infinitudeness and that is the amrutatvam because there is nothing which is which can delimit or you to diminish you in your resting even if a dust comes in that or a thought of a, even a fricative comes that we are not in the deep sleep we are woken up from that so when the amrita bhavanti here we should understand mrita means die or change or death all the words are meaning the same mrita so amrita means that which doesn't have a change that which doesn't have a death that doesn't go through a you know decay or death any of those things shut vikaras when that doesn't happen we are eternal we are not limited by anything neither by the time not by the space but normally the the limitations can come either by the time and space and since there is nothing other than that there is no causation also so time space and causation is not felt in that state and therefore one who deals pratimuchya atimuchya one who deals himself from all these things deeraha he should have the courage to do that even in the katopanishad we saw that avrutta chakshu amrutatvam ichchan kaschit deeraha pratyagatmanam ichchan there also the word deera ke so the upanishad is very very famous for using the word deera for that purpose people are not having the courage to face themselves that is why they need always somebody in their own some company is always required and if you don't if you are not a social animal you are supposed to be dead to the world for people who are not social and secluded are the really the people who found happiness within themselves and those who are getting engaged themselves in the world outside and constantly getting all the sense organs fully immersed in the experiences they do not get a chance even to get a glimpse of themselves they always think with the adjectives what the sense organs are bringing to them i am the father i am the son i am so and so i am a boss or i am a subordinate i am a good man i am a bad man indian and westerner american chinese all sorts of adjectives are added to the body and you think we are think we are that we are not having the courage to know who we are without sense system i used to ask always one exercise for people to do that without even referring the past second what we have gone through no reference to the past at all can we ever define ourselves as who we are we are there today we are this moment we are there each one of us is here very much but without even referring to one 
even for a second what happened previous it should not be referred to as the memory because that is available in your memory even without that can you identify yourself or can you say that who you are people get scared when such a question is being asked because they are losing their identity their individuality because their identity and individuality is depend upon the memories of the past or the picture which they have created on themselves as human being or in a body even the body is a information given on to us but when we do not have the body in the deep sleep also we do exist so even the body which we have in the waking is not there in the dream what body we have in the dream is not there in the waking so from that point that we we exist even without the body so without the body therefore everything related to the body is also gone with the body yet we we are we exist can we define that who we are so that is what the here he says adimuchya divya preeti asmad lokat lokat means all the world of experiences is not what you are don't relate yourself with the experiences of yourself you have to adimuchya you have to detach yourself for dealing your association with all your experiences then you become amrita bhavanti then the you become the immortal the question is not answered the disciple asked who is the one who is doing all those thing and accident you are saying you need to detach everything everything and then you will become immortal but that doesn't answer me sir what is what is your what is your statement is is added much more confusion to my already existing confusions which are there who is propelling me or who is asking me all those things so the master comes down from his ecstasy and he says natatra chakshur gachati this is the third shloka third mantra natatra chakshur gachati na vag gachati na manaha na vidmaha na vijanimaha etat anushishyat anya deva ோக்காத் you you are in a state when you detach yourself from all the world that stage natatra chakshur gachati the eyes which you see with the world the whole world even the stars and the whole cosmos which you can imagine with your mind and inner mind both the external mind and the inner mind natatra chakshur gachati the eyes cannot go there navak nor can words comprehend or explain what is that because it is not a with or not an object with which you can give a nomenclature or a description with the words na tatra vagachati na manaha now if you think that if you cannot go 
with the eyes and if you cannot explain by the word you may immediately go oh it is something like what i am dreaming in the mind don't have imaginations and notions that you are that or you are a, you have a picture of atman or brahman with your notions namanaha it cannot be comprehended with the mind also because it will come in further example how it is happening navidmaha we do not know who is saying that we do not know the teacher is saying that we do not know navidmaha that is in it is in the first person plural we do not know navidmaha navijani maha we do not know how to explain also yata etat anushishyat i we don't know how to teach you also this about that tad brahman anya deva viditat understand that it is other than what is known what is known means with all your mental sensory intellectual all type of informations which we can know about it it is beyond that it is other than what is known anyat eva viditat atha and also aviditat ati now if you say that what it is not known then it must be unknown no it is not unknown also it is beyond what is unknown because we know what is known we also have a set of unknown what is known other than that everything is unknown but here he is saying atha abhiditat ati ati means beyond it is beyond the known and the unknown now i was watching one youtube uh, on the string theory that the professor is explaining that the entire known and unknown of the all the 8 billion human beings put together in this world is only 4% or 5% of things which includes known and unknown there is 95% yet which is beyond words can explain which it can be dark matter or dark energy some names they have given all those things and he says that what the entire human generation still now can have comprehended if we are putting all together the information which is known and what is unknown can come only to 4 to 5% of the knowledge of human beings yet there is a vast universe or vast world which is beyond that 95% which cannot be known here the upanishad rishi is saying without even doing any exercise or any example of the quantum field or quantum exercise viditat ato abhiditat ati it is beyond known and beyond the unknown and then the student looks at the teacher with all bewilderment saying that what are you saying it is not known it is not unknown it is beyond known and unknown how am i supposed to understand that then he says that 
na vijani maha we do not know how to teach you then he says that idi shishruma purvesham it has been it is this how it has been explained by generations to generation by our purvesham our masters the past masters have explained that and yena tat vyachakshire and this is what they have told and about this is how brahman can be indicated not explained now even in our ordinary experiences our personal experiences like in, in knowing of sweetness or saltness or any of those qualias which we say that can words bring experience it can we taste it and explain it to somebody else we can't so words cannot explain that but it is not vidhitat or avidhitat ati because we know what is sweetness the person who takes a sweet or a salt we 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 have an experience of what it is but what is that state of that with which the entire experience itself comes into being because of the instruments that brahman is not that vyacha vyacha chire that cannot be explained by it. this is how the purvesham shushruma purvesham our previous masters have explained to us and then he takes to the student to the next fourth verse at the same time the student can get angry and say that this is something So then, why did I come to you and ask you for all those things? You could have told me there is nothing like that. It is, it is cannot be explained or anything. But at the same time, there is a positiveness to it which the master says. Yet vacha na abhyutam yena va kabhyutute tateva brahma tuam vidhi netam yatitam upasate. So here he is giving a guarantee. Tateva brahma. tom vidhi you understand you will know that is brahman not na idam yatitam upasate not what you meditate upon or what you understand of the world upasate has got two meanings either you can use it as a meditation or to know understand that meaning upasate asdatu na idam upasate what you know as idam this when you definitely say idam you are positive about something other than you existing outside so na idam upasate you cannot say that it is this tadeva brahmatvam vidhi that is what is to be understood as brahma or atma how can i say that yet vachana abhyutitam yena vaakabhyutite which the words cannot describe 
but the force or the knowledge which is being conveyed in words words are just vibrations of sound but when we hear the sound there is a awareness or a knowledge which is happening in, in us that which when gets enlightened in the presence of the word when we hear a word we are normally engrossed in the meaning and the interpretation of the word not analyzing what is happening when we are hearing a word a word or a sound when we are hearing there is a cognition which is happening within us we are totally oblivion about that aspect of the cognition which in happens the awareness which lightens up the word with which meanings come out there is a substratum in which the words become meaningful resulting in knowledge yad vajan abhyutitam yena vak abhyutite the the words are cannot describe that that substratum where the meaning or the experience of the word becomes an an awareness or an experience but that substratum in which when the sounds when the sound or any other sense or sense organ bring in inputs or the sensory inputs that become because of which the experience or the knowledge takes place that is what tadeva brahmatvam vidhi that alone is what you should understand as brahma na idam upasate don't not because you can say that it is that by which the words can be the words cannot explain that because the moment the word goes there, there is an experience which is or awareness or a knowledge which is happening because of the words but the words cannot say this is that because that experience like all experiences is beyond words your words cannot restrict that what awareness or experience in any form so yet vajan abhyutitam yena vak abhyutite tadeva brahmatvam vidhi na idam yetidam upasade not what you think here is known as or you can look it other way if you are in a upasaka you may think that this is this form is brahma the om the the lipi or the the you know the alphabet om which is written is brahma there is upasana marga which is given in the previous chapters of the same upanishad the same veda but that upasana what it is showing as brahman is not what the brahman is but what words are you know tinkling now in the if you are remembering that mantra from satopanishad na tatra suryo bajina chandra tarakan nema vidyato banti kutoyam agni tameva bandam anubadi sarvam tasya basa sarvam idam vibhati that is the reality the truth or the consciousness of each one of us because of which we project the world outside the world is existing because we are aware of the world when we are not aware of the world in our deep sleep 
the world do not exist for us. Now, if a third party is saying the world was there when you are sleeping, that the existence of the third party and his is also in our awareness. So, other than our awareness, you cannot say the world existed outside. So, we are the one who are giving the life and the existence to the everything outside. Abhi means our awareness. It is not the physical body, not the sense organs, not our intellect, not the mind, nothing. Yet, the sound which becomes a knowledge in that substratum, this is the, the answer positiveness with which the Rishi says that. Yen manasana manute, fifth mantra. Yen manasana manute, yena mana, yena hur mano matam. Tadeva brahmatam vidhi nedam vidamu pasate. Now, with the same thing, second stanza is going the same way all the way up to the end of the first chapter. Only what he is picking up each one of those things which the disciple asked in the beginning. Kenidam parshadit preshidam manaha. Here he is saying that. Yen manasana manute. Yena hur manomatam. What does it say? Yet that which na manute one cannot know or objectify through mind, by mind, manasa. But yena ahu, that people say that manaha matam. Mind is known because of that. We know our thoughts. We know our mind. Because we know our mind, mind is an object. It is not possible for the mind to know the source with which we know our mind. Let's say the eye cannot see the eye itself. We can see only a reflection of the eye on a mirror. Same is the case with all the sensory organs. When it comes to the mind, we may still think that, you know, mind can know everything. Here he says that, the teacher says that, not the mind can think about it. Because it is that force with which mind is minding its business. The mind's business is to mind anything other than itself. Or the source with which mind makes everything is minding. Tadeva brahmattam vidhi netam idam Know that force with which or that energy or that awareness or that consciousness or that substratum. These are all indicative words. With which the mind becomes mind. Without which mind is no mind. That is what happens in our deep sleep. When there is no mind also. Yet, I cannot deny I was not there in my deep sleep. Even when the mind was not there, I was alive there. Sadhisambadhyaya naviduhu sadhisambadhyaya mahid. Chantok Vibhanar says that. I became one with my own self. I became atimuchya dhira. That is the state. I detached myself from everything in the world outside. And there, I never knew whether I have a birth or a death or anything. I, I was in a state of 
immortal bliss. Because there is nothing to take away any iota of bliss from me. So when there is nothing to I am be afraid of that. I was all by myself. And that myself, I was neither having birth nor death. The birth and death is a superimposed on myself when I associate with my mind or my body when I am in dream and the waking state. Because they come and go. you know, Nitya. So they come and go. So there is a birth and a death for waking, birth and death for dream. But in my dream, in my deep sleep, I myself was not there as a individuality. Even my individuality has been surrendered further. And that is when I became one with the immortal. Now that statement, that state is not exclusively of the deep sleep. In that only when the mind springs up, we have a ideation of individuality. Then we have the waking and the dream as experiences of the world, which is prompted by the sense organ, chakshus, chotram, kahudevo, unakti. That is where the unification takes place in that awareness. There the world comes into existence. Not when I am in, alone in myself. We will stop here. Continue the rest of the mantras. Four mantras are there. We will do it in the next Wednesday. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om Dhaniwada, thank you everyone. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Sharbandoji, uh, for the beautiful explanation of the first six mantras of the uh, Talavakar Upanishad, that's Kena Upanishad. It's wonderful. Uh, the very grand style of Upanishads is like that. Usually there is a misconception among the people that just one by just knowing the Sanskrit or just having command over the language, they can understand the depth of Upanishads. Definitely not so. It's very, very beautiful. You know, intuitional flash, we will get it in this Upanishads. Arbindoji, while dealing with Khatopanishad, emphasized on one of the mantra, that is, Nayamatma pravachanena labhyo namedhayana bahunashvatena. In that mantra, Arbindoji explained, the Atman cannot be attained by the study of Vedas, nor by the intellect, nor even by much learning. By him it is attained, whom it is chooses that his own Atman reveals its own real form. I think that is the ultimate, ultimate truth. The way the Upanishad starts here in Keno Upanishad, the question and answer, the dialogues are most beautifully arranged and they have been systematically put as Arvindoji was able to just, you know, highlight that uh, the disconnection between the question 
he asked them the answer he received and step by step how the master takes him to the uh, towards to the uh, knowledge of this uh, upanishad the grand upanishad because in the very first mantra arbindo ji explained by whose will actually by whose desires is the mind drawn towards to the objects who makes the vital breath that is the first sign of life function and ordained by whom do the people utter words which god directs the eye the ear and other organs this is the first uh, gist of the first mantra and the second mantra as arbindoji clarified that the, the question was answered is in no way related to the answer which he received in the second he just tells that the brahman is the ear of the ear the mind of the mind and speech of the speech the breath of the breath and eye of the eye therefore the wise giving up the notion that they are associated with these organs depart from this world or renounce this world as become immortal here even if you look at the order of the indriyas which are arranged in the question and look at the order of the answers the indriyas are in arranged is entirely different and in the third uh, the mantra the i doesn't reach there nor does the speech nor the mind we do not know how a teacher can possibly explain it to the disciple we don't know that is the honest expression of a teacher he he is telling that it is not at all possible to explain how to teach it that was the third mantra and fourth mantra the brahman is different from all known a family objects it is beyond even unknown objects this is what we heard from the ancient ones the teachers who explained it to us that is the grand style of upanishads and in the parampara whoever tells that they they, they they tells the same thing that we have heard it from before only that's how the anti hori antic parampara will come to know and in the fifth it says that know that alone to be brahman which cannot be described by speech and by which the speech becomes a vehicle of expression it the brahman is not this sense that the a people a worshiper do the upasana that is the gist of the fifth uh, uh, mantra know that alone to be the brahman which is the mind cannot comprehend and by which the sages say makes the mind function its brahman is not the sense world that people worship it, it it applies to the all the senses which the questioner asks here uh, arbindo ji very patiently without any scope of any kind of ambiguity beautifully conveyed uh, the very intention of the upanishads what exactly it wants to convey in a beautiful manner thank you very much arvind ji for that and i thank prasad ji for uh, uh, the beginning introduction and uh, the chanting 
थैंक यू थैंक यू वेरी मच नाउ राजी द रूम कैन बी ओपन फॉर द क्वेश्चन आंसर नाउ थैंक यू थैंक यू जयदेवी पवन जी यू मे गो at that time so uh, what is the um, commentary on uh, advaita on, on at that time when there was no concession uh, being um, uh, uh, yeah these are two questions well as is as far as the question of the sound is concerned the answer is very clear because the questions were asked by a student to answer the questions of the student the teacher had to say that that which you are asking or which is the reality with which all these things which questions which you are kaneshitam for that there is no instrument which can be used to explain that whether let it be words mind love the thing so when it comes say that it is in the presence of which the words becomes words makes a sense words become an experience of knowledge the i becomes an experience of knowledge the in the presence of that the mere the i alone even if you are looking at an object an object passes in front of you you do not become aware you do not have the knowledge of the object in front of you if you are if your awareness is not there your mind may not be engaged in it even though when your mind is so much of time what are happening in your mind you are not even aware of it mind is never idle mind is always in a state of flux yet you do not know even 1% or 2% of things what is happening in your mind but mind cannot function without the presence of that but that cannot be confined to words or vision or touch or taste or smell or even with a idea in the mind so when it is not said it is not a sankhya philosophy what he had been talking about in the sankhya philosophy there is a prakriti and purusha there is definitely the two and in that presence of the purusha the prakriti gets a chetana and then the prakriti is the one which is which is creating the world of experiences and purusha is a sakshi there but purusha is not the enjoyer it is just a presence of it yes. but that philosophy there is two whereas in advaita that is not there it is not separate these words are not we will know as in when we go to the uni- further depth of the uni- in the upanishad 
were words also coming from where the words come from that is a place where you will know that there is a source for the word there is a source for the light there is a source for mind there is a source for touch there is a source for thing so under the source is there none of them have independence it is the, it is the one water which is the source which itself becomes the river the lake the pond the cloud the so the ice and the water that source water is not there neither the lake nor the river nor the cloud nor the mountain nor no the snow can be there same way there is no source of that the words cannot function the eyes cannot function the mind cannot function this is what it is is mentally now coming to your second question what happens when beyond beyond the sun only when the sun and the moons and the stars or the galaxies were only there why do you go want to go to sun moon and something what happens in your deep sleep when neither even the galaxies are not there i am going to go beyond that not even the sun and the moon or the galaxy you or the world or anything existed but can you deny your own existence now the world when you say that the the sun the moon and the, when the life was not there who who knew that life was not there the knowledge was there the knowledge of life not being there is the same knowledge or the awareness in which everything existed even then we are talking about life not as a pulsation or a living being people moving around or the biological life which we are seeing that what we are talking about is the very thing where the sun becomes sun the moon becomes the moon the planets become the planets the time becomes the time the space becomes the space without which the time time and the space itself do not have an existence so what to talk about the only time when the sun and the moon alone was there it is beyond the mind to comprehend that yet yet manasana manute enahur manusmatam adeva brahmatvam vidhi nedam idasam upasate not what we can bring it in the concept in within the literal uh, ambi uh, what you call ambit of explanation of that which is beyond the words thank you very much armani ji namaste arvind ji namaste ji just wanted to say just wanted to say one thing that like anyway i like like this line tadeva brahmatvam vidhi because it comes four times and this me seems to be lot of emphasis but when you are exp- ex- uh, explaining i got like a weird thought like already right here in kena tat brahma vidhi tat tvam vidhi so the brahma and tvam are used side by side and i already got a feeling that this rishi is also telling the tatvam as in a coded way in this line i, I felt like that and it was absolutely absolutely that is true tadeva brahmatvam vidhi tat brahmatvam vidhi if you say that tat tvam asi 
where you put that with the depends upon that yeah yeah very nice actually <laughs> felt that uh, this line is uh, of course like it's almost like it's a line like a mantra also i consider it like a mini mahavakya that trend that pratyasma loka amrita bhavante so very nice two very powerful lines. I, i like the emphasis that the kenopanishad puts by repeating the same line again and again kind of thing very nice Srinivas, can you explain what you mean by that? Just so that I mean, you were a little fast with the Sanskrit. So you're saying that because uh, the words Brahman and Vidya are used side by side, that that the the experience itself is Brahman. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just uh, the language kind of thing where you sp- splitting the words. So basically. Tat Brahma Tvam Vedhi are the four words, right? So it is similar to the Tatvamasi statement is what I feel. So Tat Brahma Vedhi, Tat Tvam Vedhi. So know that that is Brahma and know that that is you. So you are Brahma is like, I felt as if this Rishi is already codifiedly giving the Mahavakya and the Kena Upanishad. What is the translation of Vidya? Vidhi is knowing. like uh, yeah it is it's a, it is you know when vidhi is the word used when it's in a you should know in that sense because, because he's saying um the rishi is saying that you are brahman no but the, if you are looking at the literal meaning of that word is tad eva tvam vidhi ீடம் வேர் யூ கேன் பிளேஸ் த நவுன் வேர்ப் அண்ட் சப்ஜெக்ட் அண்ட் ஆக்ஷன் so if you interte interchange that brahma tvam vidhi then it is as good as telling that tvam brahmasmi you know tatvamasi tad tvamasi tat eva brahma tvam vidhi is as we can also mean as tat tatvamasi in in a different letters words with the conveying the same meaning arvind ji thanks for the this one today i could follow word by word from the book that you shared at the top yeah because there was a request from uh, patrick also and uh, others that yeah 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 they are unable mm-hmm. to follow the verses yeah so you know when they use the word i of the i then the 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 the, the seeing right i mean the 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 physical i versus the seeing right is that what the differentiation they see it's like it could be kind of just a pointer but it could also be that the real seeing which is which is not physical in nature <clears throat> is what uh, that uh, the author trying to say or uh, actually speaking that will be still slightly subtler yeah, exactly. but it is not exactly where the rishi wants you to uh look or you know place yourself it is not the experience of seeing it is the source from even the experience of seeing 
yeah yeah that is because he is coming from because it is something which is common to all the five senses and that's why they kind of take all the five senses yeah that is why he giving the same example that tadeva brahmatam vidhinetam upaste you start with the srotasya srotam then says manoham manasamrite then vak srotram chakshu all those things he is bringing it because it is the same thing which we should uh, you know the, the the reality for all of them are the same so i'm curious about one thing they have recognized manaha which is the mind which i take it to be our standard mind but there no word for awareness uh, which has been used in uh, upanishad in this or other upanishad the, see, the, the awareness is known as chit tat chit ananda the chit is indicative word but it is not the awareness which can be uh, which has been understood as the awareness of the mind or the cognition or the in individual experience it is it is the form of existence itself the existence itself is expressing how do we know existence is there existence expresses its form of a, some sort of an awareness no i am just awareness the word whether there is a word for it or like you know no. somehow that no the, the, no no word is directly there there is an indicative word which is they use it satchit ananda tat chit is used as a consciousness ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ it can give a satorical meaning at the same time it can use a transactional meaning so we should be very careful when we are using the same word for unless it is properly that is why we have so much of commentaries written there no because the words can be interpreted in a way that prajnanam brahma vach raj was asking the prajna the word pra in the in as an upasarga in front of jnana has a totally a different weightage for it that in which that jnana is happening can be indicated by which the prajnana the word it is not the knowledge it is that it is there where the knowledge itself starts from or arises from the substratum from where the knowledge arises that is to be indicated by the word pratnya so that is why the brahma word is that pratnyanam brahma is being said because brahma is sarvagata sushushma it is it is the substratum of everything so even the knowledge the experiences awareness even existence is happening in that substratum the existence we say only when there is an object of existence 
but that this is an objectless state where the even objects be, before the becoming of the object there is a state in which objects become existing later so it is beyond existence that is why viditat tato aviditat ati it is beyond it is not beyond known and beyond the unknown uh do choti choti cheeze pehli to क्वांटम फिजिक्स के संदर्भ में एक सूचना बीच में बताई गई मेरा विनम्र निवेदन है कि वो ज्ञान के संदर्भ में नहीं है वो मास के संदर्भ में है यूनिवर्स का मास जो है वो 90 परसेंट नाइन्टी जो है वो ज्ञात नहीं होता नॉर्मल समीकरणों से नॉर्मल तरीकों से तो लंबा संदर्भ है लेकिन मामला जो है क्वांटम फिजिक्स मास के संदर्भ में कह रहा है इन्फॉर्मेशन या ज्ञान के संदर्भ में नहीं कह रहा है शायद सुनने में या किसी स्तर पर कोई छोटी सी भूल होगी बट ये तो छोटी सी ही बात थी जी अरविंद जी अपराध जी मैं उसको जिक्र इसलिए किया आई आई यूज द रेफरेंस टू द क्वांटम टू से दैट इवन मास इज इन द नॉलेज सो वेन यू से मास इज नोन in the knowledge what you call as mass itself is 5% so what about the rest of the mass in the knowledge it, even whether you call the knowledge of the mass which me includes every every experiences we can conclude into one group so i to bring in that as a reference the entire known things for the humanity is in the 5% not in the knowledge mass may be 5% so everything which is in the, for humanity which is known is in the form of mass only in mass either converted into energy or a force it is basically everything is in the mass and that was so when i say 5% of knowledge it includes the totality of human experience uh actually arvindu ji wo brahmand ki baat kar rahe hain prithvi to उसमें सुई की नोक के बराबर भी नहीं है उसमें सब कुछ है तमाम इनफाइनाइट गैलेक्सीज और हर गैलेक्सीज में हर गैलेक्सी के अंदर जो करोड़ों करोड़ ग्रह हैं पृथ्वी से कई गुना बड़े उन सब की बात हो रही है लेकिन उसमें जो 96 परसेंट मिसिंग था उसको भी जाना गया वो पता चला कि 96 परसेंट मिसिंग है अपराजित जी अपराजित जी आपसे एक निवेदन है कि कृपया ना ये जो चर्चा है अगर हम अगले रूम में लाइफ एंड ग्राउंड में करें राइट लेकिन जो दूसरी बात है और ये प्रूव हो भी जाता है जो मैं कह रहा हूं तो भी उसका कोई बहुत संदर्भ नहीं मैं जस्ट एक संदर्भ के लिए कि वो बात शायद बहुत थोड़ा सा अपनी दिशा से अलग थी जैसा कि क्वांटम फिजिक्स में कहा मैं ये निवेदन करना चाह रहा था लेकिन मूलभूत प्रश्न ये है कि जिसके जो दृष्टि में नहीं है जो आंखों में नहीं है लेकिन दृश्य में भी नहीं है लेकिन जिसके होने से दृश्य और दृष्टि दोनों के बीच का सामंजस्य स्थापित होता है और हम समझ पाते हैं जो वाक में नहीं है शब्द में नहीं है लेकिन जिसके होने से शब्द का अर्थ समझ में आता है और इसी तरह स्पर्श में नहीं है और वस्तु में भी नहीं है और मैं इनफाइनाइटली इसको कह सकता हूं जैसा कि मंत्र कह रहे थे तो मेरा प्रश्न ये है कि जब 
उस ब्रह्मन से उस अवेयरनेस से उस अल्टीमेट uh, रियलिटी के कारण चीजें समझ में आ रही हैं उसी के कारण कोई भी शब्द कोई भी दृश्य कोई भी स्पर्श जो है वो अपना अर्थ रखता है किसी भी तरह का अर्थ रखता है तो क्यों ना यानी वो रियलिटी हर क्षण मुझे उपलब्ध है श्रवण में दृश्य में स्पर्श में और तमाम चीजों में तो जब वो रियलिटी उपलब्ध है उपनिषद के मुताबिक ही प्रतिक्षण उपलब्ध है हर कर्म में उसके जरिए ही मैं चीजों को समझ पा रहा हूं इंटरप्रेट कर पा रहा हूं शायद इंटरप्रेट करना सही शब्द नहीं है फिर भी तो क्यों ना उसका एक्सपीरियंस इसके थ्रू भी किया जाए कि प्रतिक्षण जो मेरे साथ हो रहा है और ये जो जादू घटित हो रहा है कि शब्द अलग है शब्द गिर जाता है सामने वाले के कहने के साथ ही शब्द गिर जाता है ध्वनि खत्म हो जाती है लेकिन समझ में कोई और चीज आ जाती है दृश्य है लेकिन वो बाहर है फिर भी मेरे अंदर वो कहीं ना कहीं दर्ज हो जाता है तो ये जो चमत्कार हो रहा है वो ब्रह्म के कारण है वो उस अवेयरनेस के कारण है वो उस अल्टीमेट रियालिटी के कारण है तो उस अल्टीमेट रियालिटी को समझने के लिए इसका इस्तेमाल क्यों नहीं हो सकता ये मेरा प्रश्न है For the benefit of others, I am answering in English. Your question is that the world outside is experienced, and why not it be an experience which should not be taken for granted as a reality? The answer is that everything else is there. only when you are there if you are not there the world doesn't exist for you so the first and foremost thing which should be taken for understanding is that yena suyate characharam or if i if i am there my world is there that iness without any ego intellect or anything that awareness of mind is the one which makes me the individuality also aware therefore the individuality comes and the from the individuality the experiences come when the experiences come the world comes so it everything comes from that awareness so the world of outside is an after effect of the reality of what we are without which the world do not have a meaning do not exist and that is experienced to us by every night or every time when we go into deep sleep you are not there for the sense organs and the sense organs are not there yet you are there in your pristine state of awareness with which you say i i i you cannot say i did not exist मैं नहीं था ये नहीं बोल सकता है मैं नहीं जाना वो बात अलग है मेरा ख्याल है मेरा प्रश्न ठीक नहीं समझा गया विनोद जी मैं आपसे भी आग्रह करूंगा कि अगर आप कमेंट कर सकें प्रश्न ये है कि जो अनुभव भी हो रहा है किसी भी तरह का स्पर्श का रंग का गंध का रूप का किसी भी तरह का एक्सपीरियंस जो हो रहा है वो उसी 
के कारण है जो अल्टीमेट रियालिटी उसके न होने और ये केन उपनिषद कह रही है अपने मंत्र में कि उसके होने से एक्सपीरियंस है वो नेत्र नहीं है लेकिन और वो दृश्य भी नहीं है लेकिन दोनों का तादात में और उसके जरिए जो आप पाते हैं वो उसके होने से ही है उसके होने से ही हो सकता है तो मैं उपनिषद के पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू से ही पूछ रहा हूं हालांकि उपनिषद ये नहीं कहती जो मैं पूछ रहा हूं मैं एक तीसरी बात उपनिषद के कहे के आगे पूछना चाहता हूं कि जब उसके होने से किसी भी तरह का एक्सपीरियंस है तो इस एक्सपीरियंस के पीछे जो जादू छिपा हुआ है मैं बिल्कुल नहीं कहूंगा कि वो एक्सपीरियंस ही है एक्सपीरियंस उसके बैकग्राउंड में उसके कारण घटित होता है तो उस एक्सपीरियंस के बहाने भी तो हम उसको जान सकते हैं और ये विधि क्यों ना काम करे क्योंकि मैं प्रतिक्षण शब्द से ध्वनि से रंग से गंध से लगातार आक्रांत हो ही रहा हूं वो मुस्तक आ ही रही है और आ रही है और ये बात समझना बहुत मुश्किल नहीं है कि मैं बाहर का दृश्य नहीं हूं और मैं दृष्टि भी नहीं हूं लेकिन इसके बीच कुछ हो रहा है हो सकता है दृष्टि मेरे पास हो दृश्य बाहर है लेकिन वो दृश्य मेरे भीतर दर्ज होता है वैसे ही ध्वनि वैसे ही रंग वैसे ही गंध तो क्यों ना इस अनुभव का इस अनुभव का इस्तेमाल अनुभव के परे जाने में हो विनोद जी आपका ये जो सवाल है दैट इज एग्जैक्टली वॉट इज बींग कमिंग इन वन ऑफ द वर्सेज मंत्रास कमिंग बिहाइंड इट प्रतिबोध विदितम मतम अमृतत्म ही विंदते आपका हर बोध के अंदर छुपा हुआ है वो लेकिन वो बोध के रूप में नहीं है जैसे तरंग के बीच में जस्ट द वेव्स आर बिकॉज ऑफ द ओशियन नो द ओशियन नॉट द वेव्स दैट इज वॉट दैट होल्ड मंत्रा शुड अंडरस्टैंड आप जो बोल रहा है जो वर यू सी मल्टीप्लिसिटी यू कैनॉट सी यूनिटी and the more the multiplicity you see the more will be your away from your your own reality so if you know the how to know the reality through the experiences of the multiplicity you have to be established in that oneness which is from which the multiplicity comes so therefore pratibodha viditam matam amrutattvam hi vindade aapne jo bolja wahi hai ugrashat ka mantra mein bhi wahi keh raha hai that's the same thing which the आई थिंक उपनिषद का इंटेंट ये है कि जो नॉर्मली हम जो सोचते हैं कि हम जो नॉर्मली दुनिया में जो चीजों को हम समझने का कोशिश करते हैं कि हम सोचते हैं कि इट एवरीथिंग इज मेड ऑफ समथिंग बट दैट समथिंग अल्सो इज इन आवर एक्सपीरियंस ओनली लाइक हाउ लाइक यू नो हाउस इज मेड ऑफ स्टोन तो इफ समी आस्क हाउ द हाउस इज मेड देन यू कैन सी दो दो स्टोन and like that na man ka jo tarika hai it is always to try to find out something in this reality only so whereas the upanishads very clear whereas the upanishads are saying you cannot find it in this reality and yet this reality is illuminated by that so i think the intent of the upanishads is to really take you away from trying to find out the source of this thing within the same thing you know and now when you try to understand the source man abhi imagine karega ki theek hai idhar nahi hai lekin it will be like that it will be like that wo bhi nahi hai bolenge right so it is to kind of take you away from the general process that the mind uses so you cannot use the mind and then get there samajh aa gaya aprijit ji so that's uh, all that you want to convey okay and ye bhi nahi bol sakte ki hame pata nahi hai ya pata nahi chalega 
सो दोनों के बीच में क्या है ऐसा वी नो इट इज वॉट उपनिषदिंग बट इट्स नॉट नोन बाय द माइंड इट्स नॉट नोन बाय द आईज इट्स नॉट नोन बाय द इयर्स एंड सॉन एंड सॉन सो वन हैज टू डिकोड थ्रू दीज काइंड ऑफ स्टेटमेंट राइट माई गुरु जी यूज टू एक्सप्लेन इफ द माइंड थिंक एंड ट्राई टू कॉम्प्रिहेंड इट इवन पॉसिबल रिप्लाई वॉज दट करेक्ट यू नो माइंड इन इट्स करंट स्टेट कैनॉट फाइंड इट द माइंड वेन इट बिकम्स एक्सट्रीमली प्योर the very pure mind um now observing all the yama niyamas right the basics if it purifies like a crystal clear water um with no um you know clutter in it that kind of a pure mind can get it then maybe the not pure mind is not even a mind yeah no but let's let's open it out meaning uh, is it that way is there some process which is involved in purifying and then you can see it no it is it is the very seer is asking this question how to see it what can be done about it yeah the, the, so it's the like seer uh, will not have uh, a thinking mind the mind will be nirvana that's correct that is correct so it's a very strange situation right we are trying to you know use the mirror of mind to know ourselves which is simply not possible you know first we are eliminating that mind and then now caught in the mind we are now asking a reverse question how to know myself but to, to even ask this question we are already eliminating it without our realization vinod ji kya ye aisa nahi ho sakta jo latha ji ne kaha ki jo mind hai wo apne purification mein wo apne tatvon ko hi eliminate karta hua chale jin tatvon se wo bana hai और उन तत्वों के एलिमिनेट होने के साथ साथ वो जो प्योर माइंड या नो माइंडनेस नो माइंड इज द प्योर माइंड अगर हो जाए तो क्या वो अनुभव या क्या वो बात नहीं हो सकती नहीं इसलिए नहीं होता है बिकॉज माइंड इज अ इंफॉर्मेशन मैनेजर इट इज एन एक्सप्रेशन इट्स एन कम्युनिकेशन व्हीकल माइंड अदरवाइज डिपेंडेंट एक्सिस्टेंस बट एक प्रॉब्लम क्या होता है कि somehow there is a feeling or experience of the iness right the ego ego or the iness and because that is there that kind of like you know even the pure communication or pure this thing is not seen as that because then you kind of tend to let's say for example i own the house now this owning of the house is just there in the mind right it is not there somewhere else outside but without the ego this concept of owning the mind will not exist also so first i'm saying that like you know the mind is purely a vehicle of information uh, expression or like communication but now can it be a vehicle of knowledge can it can it give us like you know something new so what exactly is happening now, all i we are saying is that it cannot be it cannot like do that it can only at the best express something but then this thing is not even expressible so exactly what is the role of the mind then so i think like one has to question all our beliefs about uh, our own mind and things like that it's okay different people express in different ways so we have to like see through different uh, 
lenses and then try to understand this kind of a thing yeah yeah in the second part of that tadeva brahmatvam vidhi he also clearly says tadeva brahmatvam vidhi netad yadidam upasate so he is not even telling that that is brahma it is he is also telling what it is not net so that upasate like arbindo ji said it it has to, it could be understood two ways it is like uh, uh, a meditative process or something you keep repeating or something of your understanding so uh, uh, so that is where the statement gets very deep and it's not even like purification when we say it just like a purification as a concept or a mental concept and if if that becomes your upasana or that is that becomes your understanding that is also not it that statement is so that statement is repeated actually four times in the upanishad tadeva brahmatvam vidin netad yaditam upasate so any concept or any process or anything that process is a process only it is not the brahman like they say it's just a pointer yeah, whatever you say so that's a very my favorite line of course in the polupanishad that it is just the fact that it repeats four times uh, uh, and it is stressing so much is one has to really look into it and deeply contemplate and understand what that line is saying yeah. actually okay, remind me for very simple uh, the thing uh normally i keep asking children like you know where does this come from where does that come from so uh, when i ask them like you know where does money come from immediate answer oh atm say <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh, that's a interesting example because that's how the mind associates things and things like that but of course like you know to go beyond but then what we do in computer science is to actually create a abstract reality and then we try to map it to abstract reality the mind uh, Uh, facilitates that kind of a thing and and then like you know we are now caught in the abstract reality of uh, you know nature of uh, things and that also is limiting in a way you know so that's why this uh, this thing becomes very interesting as to how how do these upanishads uh, seers how did they resolve these kind of questions because you cannot really communicate at the end of the day that which lights up everything how can that be communicated you know because even the light also we have like you know some resemblance of like let's uh, physical light which lights up the room and then we are able to see the room but from seeing the room how do we realize that the light is playing a role because we never think about that way at all so here the light of consciousness is lighting up the processes which are enabling us to see everything but then that which is enabling the seeing itself is not seen in the process but then it can be kind of known through some kind of intuition or some kind of by this type of questioning and so on so can we say it's a mind which is knowing it or it's like uh, the self is knowing itself through that process or even that is not happening it's just a recognition i'm not very sure of that part yeah yeah uh, yes and so you can go yeah <laughs> naam arvind ji charan's first naam lovely brother sisters very beautiful sasang arvind ji and i you know absolutely enjoy kin opening very sharp <laughs> in fact i would say like a sword itself and completion of completion as it's mentioned na tatra chakshur gachati na vag gachati no mano na vidyo so much beauty out there even this tatva masi also in the shankar bhashat also bhagwan shri gurudev shankar acharya ji explains this that how this tatva masi even this 
whole thing about telling about it is also being lit up in that only. <laughs> the word itself, the tat itself, the asi itself, the arm itself, the joy, the joy, the joy. Very beautiful and absolutely celebrating it and feel very blessed to be here. Thank you so much, Arbindji. Blessings to everyone and blessings to especially Clubhouse guys for the replace so that we can listen to this beautiful satsang again and again. <laughs> Thank you so much.